Walker on him. Throws it up for eight. Shot blocked by Antetokounmpo. What a block from Giannis. 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan. Open. Chicago with the lead. Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one with Irving, puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes, 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 what is up everybody, welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast, I'm your host Jordan Stacks, joined with my guy Mr. Big Ballin' Ben Larson. How we doing tonight, Ben? Good, can't complain, man, it's uh... It's Wednesday. We're getting or Tuesday. We're getting closer to Friday. <laughs> yeah, I gotta close. bring that back every every time. Getting so close, you're like you're skipping days, man. I know, I know. It, I mean, it's basically Wednesday. We're at almost ten o'clock here on the West Coast, so almost, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, though. Um, we are being brought to you by the Sharps app, S H A R P Z. Make sure to download it, use it to track your bets, become a better, better Sharps app. Use promo code George five one seven. It's free to download, free to use. Use it. Become a better, better. With that being said, uh, obviously, um, you know, it's Tuesday night. Uh, we had some NHL games today, a handful of college basketball games. We got a couple coming down uh, to the end here. USF at St. Mary's, 56-54 with about six minutes to play. Um, and probably the best matchup, well, not probably the best matchup remaining um, tonight. Uh, but we do have some baseball news and we have some rumors and, and et cetera, et cetera, that I, that I kind of wanted to touch on and, you know, we're getting closer to spring training. Spring training starts on Thursday. We have the Dodgers and the Padres kicking it off on ESPN, um, for the first spring training game. Um, we're going to start our MLB previews next week. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I've been digging into uh baseball every single night, really getting excited for the, for the. Major League Baseball season, um, but Chad, on, we're going to be there in three weeks. We are, we sure are, and uh, we talked a little bit about some things on on Sunday regarding baseball, and then on Monday we get this golden nugget, which seems to always fucking happen after our shows. But um, Anthony R- Rendon was interviewed, and he was asked. Uh, I mean, he, him and the Angels media have been going back and forth for a couple of years. Uh, and he said on, on Monday, you know, baseball has never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this. This is a quote, by the way. I, this is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come before this job. Before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Um, I saw a lot of wild a lot of well, I shouldn't say wild. I saw a lot of reactions to this. A lot of people basically saying, like, <clears throat> you know, how can this guy say this? Like, he's making millions of dollars. He's barely played, which is you know, fair point. But I have a little bit of a different take, Ben, which is a little unusual. And you having a different take? No, never. It, well, I, I, I'm refreshed that a professional athlete actually would come out and like say the truth because we always want athletes to like speak the truth and, and speak what's on their mind. And a, and a dude does it and everyone's like, Oh, this guy needs to shut the fuck up. It's like, 
whether he's right or wrong, like the fact is he he spoke his mind. Like he said what what's true and I'm I guarantee you there's a lot of professional athletes that don't love the sports that they play. They play them because they're good at it, you know what I mean? And we yeah. see this all the time when guys like Jordan Poole, for example, like does he love basketball? I don't know. The guy got paid and like all of a sudden like you know, he's half the dude that he once was, right? So non-existent, yeah. I I I I know for a fact that like there are players that don't love the sports they play and for him to like come out and say that I think is refreshing. I think it's I I think it's right message wrong person. You know what I mean? Like he has been hurt, which I think gives it a lot of bad optics. Like if he wasn't hurt mm-hmm. and he was still playing, I think it would be totally different. It'd be taken yeah. differently. But the fact that he's been hurt and he's made so much money and he's barely played, it has terrible optics. So everyone's like, dude, what the fuck is this guy saying? Like he should just stop playing if that's the case, right? Yeah, well, I think that's the the biggest thing is that he's been hurt so much. I mean, he's uh, he's been paid seventy five million in missed games over this contract, and that is just absolutely ridiculous. Especially when you're you know on a team with Trout with Otani, and they're spending so much money on your contract. Like, it doesn't surprise me that the Angels media and Angels fans don't like this guy. Yeah, because he's and who knows if he really is hurt or to what extent he's hurt, but he's not putting the production that they paid him in onto the field without it. And and I think that's the difficult part for, you know, the the fans and the, you know, whether you're a, you know, a, a long term fan or a new fan, you see what's happening and this just pisses you off. So, I mean, I, I understand where that they're coming from. And I also understand where Rendon's coming from. It's like, I, I think you're 100% right. We don't see players come out and actually say what's on their mind. And I don't think this is a, a bad reason for saying he doesn't have a top priority in baseball. Family should be top priority. I think the way that he delivered it was not great. Yeah. But... I mean, he's got two little kids, uh, a daughter, and let's see, his wife was pregnant in this picture. So he's got two pit, two kids, um, you know, his wife and, you know, maybe a third now, because this picture was from 2019 that they're referencing in this article. So I, I understand that. Yeah. And I think you do have to put family first in a lot of situations. So <clears throat> it's it's understandable. I understand why people are pissed off at him, but you're right. He's saying what's on his mind. Yep. And this isn't the first time that he's like mentioned that like, like he doesn't love baseball. He said this multiple times over the course of his career. So like for those that like follow that the game and have followed Rendon, like this didn't come as any surprise. Like it's something he said before. I just think that given the, the back and forth between Angels media and him and, and then the injuries, I just think it was a, a bad – it obviously came off terrible. Um, yeah. 45 but, million in – sorry, uh, 75 million in injury money. Uh, what is it? 40.5 million per war. Yeah, that, that's uh, the war one. 45 generated. million per war. Dude, that's bad. Yeah. Um was it like 45,000 in a bat? So 250,000 a game. Yeah. Basically no, I, terrible. that's, 
that's rough. And he's only played in 200 of and four, 200 out of 486 total games in LA. So n- over, yeah. you know, one game on to every 1.4 off. Oh, I mean, it's been a, it's probably been one of the worst contracts in the history of Major League Baseball if we're keeping it a buck. Uh, 2.4 off. My bad. Also, another thing that happened on Monday in the Angels. And with the with the media is Mike Trout, I felt kind of took a little jab at Shohei by saying uh, he was asked about getting traded. He said, "I don't, I don't want to be traded. I want to win here. If I get traded, you know, that's taking the easy way out. If I or if I if I leave the if I leave the Angels and go to another team, I'm taking the easy way out." Felt like it was kind of a little jab at Shohei, dude. Oh yeah. Well, I he's bitter. I don't think he should be bitter at Shohei. I think he should be bitter at his owner. Uh, well, I guess, I mean, I guess they, they did. I mean, they've done, I mean, they've tried to, you know, they paid yeah, Rendon and, and, you know, Rendon was a great player at one point. He just can't stay healthy and then get Shohei and he couldn't really stay healthy. And Yeah. And Trout has, they healthy. did offer the same amount. At least so we hear. <clears throat> yeah. It's but, a, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was like I don't know. I don't know if he like purposely took it, meant it as a jab, but it definitely came off like a little subtle, a little subtle stab there. <clears throat> um, Angels win totals at like seventy two and a half. Man, they uh, not probably won't be that good. <laughs> I mean, I seventy two and a half. I don't even know if they'll hit that. Yeah, I mean that's that's a total. So I mean, if you I'd, I'd probably go probably under, go under, yeah. No, that's definitely something we'll look at when we start going over the uh, divisions. But, you know, just off the top of my head, you know, not seeing who they're going to be bringing up and and what changes they've made. I don't, to be honest, I don't remember too many big additions to that. Well, they had a lot of good, they had a lot of good young talent last year. Um, Yeah. Their biggest thing is like, they just couldn't stay healthy, like between Trout and Otani and then. Uh, Nito got Neto got hurt mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Ohapi got hurt. So who was the other kid that they brought in? They traded for um, oh Mickey um, Moniak. Moniak. Yeah, I mean, so they got they got talent there. They just re- they really just could not stay healthy, man. Like yeah. at all. And I, I think, think Detmers that was, has to take a step up. Yep, and um, uh, Sandoval. But yeah. I mean, I I think they got talent there and like. I think honestly, Ben, like this is one of those years where like they have zero expectations and they probably like exceed them because nobody has any fucking hope for them and they're just kind yeah. of like there. So I'm actually I'm looking forward to seeing what the Angels can do. I think if Trout can stay healthy and like those young guys take another step forward, I I, I actually think the Angels can be somewhat decent, dude. To be honest, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and and thinking about it too, like just a little bit more. I mean, you've got. Uh... Um, another person I really want to see step up is um, Joe Adele. Oh my He's, god, dude! That that dude, we've been waiting for that guy to step up for fucking seven years, Ben. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Um, he has brilliance in the minor leagues, but he just cannot put it together in the big leagues. So that's something that I, I really do. Did want they to trade see. him? No. Are you sure? I mean, no, but. I don't believe so. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, 
let's see here. Uh, while you're looking that up, I mean, I, I, to be honest, I think Seattle got worse. Nah, I Seattle's going to be good. I it, mean, they have the best pitching staff in that division, hands down, dude. Uh, I need to put it together. I don't think they got much worse, but I, I think they got worse. And honestly, too, Ben, if they get a bounce back year from Ty France, like that helps them so significantly because he was so mm-hmm. bad last year, mm-hmm. and they were like counting on him to be uh, be a lot better. Oh no, they still have Joe Adele. He's on yeah. their depth chart. Um, the Angels have uh, oh the other guy Nolan Chanul Sh- Sh- that came up at the end of the year. He's pretty nice. Um, if they can get a bounce back year from Taylor Ward. Brandy Drury can stay healthy. Mike Trout, Luis Ringifo. I mean, they actually have a decent roster, dude. I don't hate it. Reed Detmers, Patrick Sandoval, Chase Silseth was good last year, too. Decent. I think I honestly think they can surprise you. I, I like the Mariners, too. I think the Mariners are a really good team. Logan Gilbert, uh... Luis Castillo and George Kirby is probably the best one, two, three in all of baseball as far as starters. Um, Dodgers may on paper have a better one, two, three, but those guys got to stay healthy. Yeah. Because. And I think that's a big thing for Seattle starters as well. Yeah, but they weren't, they weren't hurt last year. No, but. I mean, you could say that about anyone. They got to stay healthy. But the thing with the Dodgers is like, they have guys that have shown they haven't been healthy recently. So it's like. For them, it's more of a concern. Like they have to, they have to show you that they're healthy. With other teams like the Mariners, it's like, yeah, they they have to stay healthy. But those guys haven't shown that they've gotten hurt. Um, knock on wood. There was just so much regression from Seattle last year. Yeah, but a big part of it was Ty France because Ty France was an All Star in 2022, and last year he was not good, man. There was a lot of regression throughout the whole team. I think Cal Raleigh had regression. Julio. Regression. JP Crawford had regression. But Julio turned it on at the end of the year. He just had a terrible first half of the year. Yeah. And um, and I like the addition. I like I like that they went out and got Jorge Polanco, mm-hmm. uh, switch hitting second baseman. I think that was a huge addition. JP Crawford was actually good last year. He's one of their better players. He's the only one. Yeah. That's the guy that I think has to like continue that production. And if they get a bounce back year from Ty France, I think that that's huge. Like. I think that will propel the Mariners. Now, as far as the Mariners are concerned, yes, their offense is definitely the biggest question mark. But as far as pitching goes, like there's not a team in that division that has the same that has pitching as good as them. Not the Rangers, not the fucking Astros. I think that Mariners pitching staff is elite. Plus, you got Brandon Wu, right? And uh, who is the other kid? Bryce Bryce uh, Bryce Miller. Bryce Miller. Bro, Ben, they got a fucking solid pitching staff, bro. That's why I was saying. That's why I was saying at, uh, at the beginning of the off season. Like, if I was the Mariners, I would call the Orioles and be like, "Bro, I'll give you Logan Gilbert or George Kirby for a package around Colton Kowser and fucking Colby Mayo." Because the Mariners need bats, and the mm-hmm. Orioles have a like plentiful amount of prospects. And hit it with bats, and they need pitching, and especially now they need pitching without with Bradish probably being hurt. And Seattle comes back and gets Mitch Haniger, who was hurt. 
But he was a baller for nine them. tenths of the year. He was oh a- yeah, no, absolutely. But he's been just injury after injury after injury last year with San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, he's. I don't think they're like. I think they're banking on him probably playing half the season. They get half a season worth of him. It's good, but I, I like the addition of Jorge Polanco. I thought that was a great trade. Thought that was. A and then they got um, uh, Arias mid year last year at the trade deadline, right? Uh, I think they like signed him actually because they got okay. the they got the shitty your your Aries. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's he's still. He's a he's a decent third baseman. Yeah, and they've apparently they've been in like they've been in talks with uh with uh Matt Chapman and his representatives. However, uh there was actually something today. Let me see what it says, I'll tell you. Uh I was ju- literally just reading it. Uh Mariners general manager Justin Hollander met with reporters this afternoon. Uh and he said about signing other players. He said, you never know. I think this group of players that we have, our 40-man roster as is, we may add on the margins. So I don't think, uh, I think that shuts the door on Matt Chapman. Well, at least publicly. Mm-hmm. Remember, they traded Eugenio Suarez as well. They traded him to, um, yeah. they traded him to uh, Arizona. I forget who they got back in that trade. But man, they got a nice wow. nice. Uh Urias only played fifty two games last year. Yeah, he wasn't very good for the Brewers. Yeah. They also traded Jared Kalenic. They brought mm-hmm. in Luke Rayleigh. And they signed Mitch Garver. I, I actually think the Mariners are going to be all right. I actually think they're going to win that division, to be honest. I, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't I don't disagree. I don't think that they can't do it, but they got to put it all together, and we haven't seen that. You know, two years ago it was the end of the season where they got hot <clears> and, and made that playoff push. Last year, man, was a disaster. But they still um, almost made the playoffs last year, if you don't uh, recall. Uh, yeah. Um, just missed it. They were in the but, they were in the hunt for the division, actually. They could have, they had a chance to win the division at the end of the year. Yeah, and they were only a game out of the playoffs. Yeah, so I but, mean they're right there. And now you're yeah. now that pitching staff's only getting a year older, too. Because those guys were all hella young last year. Because, you, you know, pitching takes you... Like, if you have good pitching, you're always going to be relevant, dude. Did Bryce Wu... This is his first year starting, right? Last year, yeah. He was a rookie. He went from double A to major leagues, too, dude. He didn't even fucking... He skipped triple A. <laughs> and they also have Emerson Hancock, f- former top 10 pick, too. Who, he, he came up and made a couple starts, too. Is it Bryce Wu? Right? Brian. Yeah, Brian Wu. Like, why can't I find his... Cal Poly, baby. He's also from... I think he's from Fremont, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Oakland. Yeah, he's from the East Bay. Uh, let's see. 
18 games started with a four and five record yes last year. Yeah, what was his ERA? Like three something. Seven any pitch. Uh four point two one. He was hella good, and they tailed off at the end of the year because he like had never uh, pitched that many innings. Which you see with young guys, they usually once they hit career innings, they start to tail off. And he only pitched eighty-seven innings in the in the majors. Okay, yeah, that's true. He still pitched down in Double uh, A. Yeah. Nonetheless. Uh, that's going to be a good division, dude, uh, aside yeah. from the fucking A's. <laughs> you could count them out. Yeah, I mean, I, I still think the Angels are going to struggle. Uh, I don't think they're going to be that bad, dude. Because the, the Rangers are definitely going to regress. For sure, they're going to regress. Yeah. I think Houston's going to regress. They're just getting a year older. Yeah, I agree. I think I don't Houston think regresses Oakland can be any worse than last year. Uh, I mean, their win total is like 62, Ben. It's pretty fucking low. Or 57 and a half or something like they that. They only won 50 games last year, so 62 would be a great year for them. Yeah. I mean, I keep telling myself the same thing. Like, dude, there's no way they could be as worse as last year, but you never know. Yeah. <laughs> you never know, dude. They got a lot of young kids on that team. It's basically a lot of young, young, young talent. <clears throat> Um, I, I think they'll be better this year. I don't. I mean, not not drastically better, but I think they'll still be a little bit better. I hope so. I hope so. For my own mental, yeah. I can't go through another fifty win season, dude. That was probably last year. It's probably <laughs> the fewest amount of A's A's games I watched in my entire life. Oh yeah, I watched more. I probably watched more. Uh, Mariners games last year than I did A's games. I definitely watched more Twins games than I watched A's games last year. Mm-hmm. I think I probably watched more games of every single team than I did the A's because I don't think I watched a single A's game last year. <laughs> nah, you definitely did when they played the Giants. That's true. I think I was actually at that game. So, um, yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched. Uh, I also watched um, the A's. Orioles series, both of them. Okay, there you go. They had that one game where they scored like twenty three runs combined. That was dope. And Mount Castle okay. hit that like four hundred yard bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, couple rumors that just came out. What? Giants still in on Snell, even though the Yankees have a, a trade on the table. I think it's a dumb move for the Giants, but. It's uh I think if you can get Snell like on a three year deal though, dude, I think it's worth it, bro. Yeah, but that's uh, I mean that's the huge the huge thing is that we're going to have to out bid the Yankees on duration. And I think that's a uh that's that's a struggle. Yeah. I mean what did the does it say what the Yankees offered? Do we do we know? Uh, all I see is that there's an offer on the t- table. Um, oh, it says the details aren't known. 
Yeah. But it seems unlikely it's of the short-term high AAV type. Yeah, it's uh, his projection is a five-year, $175 million contract. Because I I think if you can get Snell on, like, a three-year deal, I think it's fucking worth it. I think he wants, like, a seven-year deal. And I just, for a pitcher at 30 years old, for me, it's just, it's so risky, dude, because you're probably getting, like, three, four, maybe five years of, like, solid production. But then you're, like, you're really probably fucking hurting those last two years of that contract dude yeah i i mean i'd even do the five year <clears throat> i think five would be the max i think if you can get him to a four-year deal that's you know that's great because then you've got ray you've got uh you got webb then snell as your one two you've got robbie ray as your three you've got hicks as your four and um who's the kid williams Kyle, um, yeah. Oh my God, what the fuck is Harrison? It? Harrison, yeah. As your five, I mean, I think that's a. I think starting. starting line. I think starting Hicks is stupid, dude. Yeah, you got Hicks as your five. Is Cardinals already you know, already tried that shit and it didn't work. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think it's a bad. I don't think it would be a bad move for the Giants to give a four or five year deal. Um. I mean, I, to be honest, I think that's one of the only ways that you can stay competitive. Um, you missed out on two of the biggest free agents this year. Um, you know, and you 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 got to make a splash to be relevant in that division. And well, I always say, know, over, man, pitching is the way to go in that in that division. Yeah, and and overpaying is something that you're going to have to do in free agency to get the top players. I, I would rather overpay him and lower the, um, the, uh, the years, the duration of contract. Yeah. Then, you know, have a, a lower AAV. Jordan Montgomery's still out there too, Ben. Jordan Montgomery's still out there. Um, you know, Giants still have uh, Alex Cobb. Again, not great, but can be a number five. Um, you've got Tristan Beck, who uh, has been a young kid who looks pretty nice. Yep. Um, you got Duvall in the back. You've got the Rogers brothers. You know, you push either of those starters to be an inning eater. Yeah, I, I think that's a a good way to you know, pitch in this division. I think, I mean, you got Soler, Yaz, Lee, you know, maybe Conforto has a a comeback year. Luciano is going to be, you know, our starting shortstop. You've got Patrick Bailey um, as a a catcher. You've got some bats there now. Yeah, we hope so. It just just has to come together. Jung-Hoo Lee. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I want to see this kid play. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be good. Yeah, he's gonna be good. Um, another rumor came out that uh, Phillies gave uh, Yamamoto a three hundred twenty five million dollar contract <laughs> before the Dodgers deal. And he turned it down. More money than the Dodgers. How much did they offer? Three twenty five. And when you took the Dodgers deal, yep, that means he really just wanted to play with Shohei. Uh huh. 
That doesn't shock me. Yeah. That's crazy. Let's see, um, we had Liam Hendricks sign. We had, um, who else just signed today that you were telling me? Um, who? Oh, Rosario for nothing. 1.5 million. Oh yeah. He signed for the, with the raise for 1.5. Yeah. Fucking nothing. Yep. The Rays are going to be an interesting team because they got fucking so many injuries in their starting rotation bin. Yeah. Well, and the, then this whole Wander issue. Yeah. Which still hasn't been resolved. It's fucking crazy, man. I, I, I think that's the craziest part. It's just that we, we still don't have an answer to that. And it's been almost a full year now. Yeah. Fucking wild. Wild. Yep. Got any best bets for tomorrow? Um, no, just because we have hockey and it's uh, it's so it's so dependent on um on starting goaltenders. I mean, let's see. I'd probably go Flyers minus one and a half. The uh, Blackhawks are on my auto auto fade. Yeah, uh, they're at the, they're at, at that, that point. Yeah, I mean they're the worst team in the league, and yep. I mean they have a worse record than the Sharks. It's uh, they're probably going to get the first overall pick again this year, um, which is going to be a shit show. Damn. Yep, they're they're not good. I mean, unless we see a uh, a big push here at the end, I mean, you are getting, um, oh my God, what's the young kid's name? Bedard back. Um, he was out for a couple <clears throat> weeks with a broken jaw, so that could uh, boost their play a little bit, but they're pretty bad. Um, I'd probably go, let's see. Uh, anybody on a back to back? Probably go the Oiler, the over and the Bruins Oilers game. It's probably going to be a shit fest, but again, we got to see. We got to see which goaltenders are in. Both, I mean, both starting and backup goaltenders on both teams are strong, but they <clears throat> score a lot of goals, so. Yeah. Probably go under and Blue Jackets Ducks. Both teams suck balls. But again, got to see uh got to see who the starting goalie is before we can make our our decision cuz there's so many teams that play back-to-backs start their backup goalie who is not the Good. same quality as uh as their starter. Yeah. Or they're in the first part of a back-to-back and <clears throat> I like two bets so far tomorrow. Okay. Maybe and then I I've I'm been looking at another one. So I like uh Miami plus five and a half at home against Duke. I just think that number is too much. Home crowd's gonna be into it. I think Miami covers that one. I think they come within the number. They might even win outright, to be honest. 
Miami okay. does pretty well at home against Duke. Uh, I like Colorado State plus six at New Mexico. New Mexico is one of the one of the best home teams in the country. They have lost at home though. They lost to Boise State at home, and Mountain West teams right now, Ben, like tonight for example, Utah State minus it was like minus three against San Diego State. They win by five. They cover. Uh, Saturday, Colorado State against Utah State was minus five and a half. Colorado State blew them out of the fucking water. San Diego State on Friday, minus six against New Mexico. They fucking blow them out of the water. This number just seems overinflated to me, and it, it seems like it's, like, so easy. Like, if you just take the home Mountain West favorite, they're going to cover outright. I just think this is too many points, dude. I think Colorado State's a really good team. Colorado State did beat New Mexico at home earlier in the season, so I know there's a revenge factor there. I know the pit is a tough place to play. I just think Colorado State comes within the number, man, and, like, they could really use – I think it's going to be competitive. I think it's going to be a low-scoring – I think it's going to come within two possessions. So I like Colorado State plus six. Uh, there was a six earlier. It's They're basically all going down to, like, five, five and a half – so, if there's a six, get it. If it goes under six, I wouldn't play it, though. And then George Mason plus two against uh, Dayton. They're at home against Dayton. Uh, George Mason, a really good home team. They're also one of the best defensive teams in the country. Uh, Dayton's been really good um, over the course of the year. They're a top 25 team for a reason. Uh, I just think this is going to be a, I think it's gonna be a close game. I think... At home, George Mason's going to give them a fight, and it's going to be a nationally televised game, which obviously they don't see very often in Fairfax. Um, Tony Skin doing a hell of a good job as a head coach here, so I like uh, I like George Mason to cover this number, the two and a half. I think I think honestly they have a chance to win that game outright as well. Upset Dayton at home, so those are the three games that I like for tomorrow. I got one more to look at. Um... This is, again, very dependent on starting goalie. Um, You've got Ingram for Arizona, who is day-to-day. Both of the backups for the Coyotes, uh, Vizmelka and uh, Villalta, are not not good whatsoever. Um, Vizmelka, 6 and Do you think they're going to play tomorrow? Yeah, Toronto and Arizona. Um, You think the backups are going to play tomorrow? Uh, I do. You've got um, uh, uh, Connor Ingram is day to day, so that's something that you gotta you gotta look for is if Connor Ingram gets a start or not. Um, Ingram is the much better goalie, uh, but also might be a little bit slow. So I think if Connor Ingram plays, uh, then you take Toronto minus a half in the first period. Um, if Vishmelka or Villalta play, I think you take uh, Toronto minus one and a half full game. Interesting. All right. So definitely keep an eye out on uh, on the starting goaltenders for that. Super easy. Search NHL starting goalies. Each day there's a list of uh, of all the games, and when a goalie is confirmed, likely or um, proposed, it's listed there. Keep going back throughout the day, and and you can check and see who's actually getting the start. Damn, that George Mason game's already moving to twos, man. Damn. Look at that. Fucking almost done with the podcast, and there goes my video. Oh, yeah. Are we coming back on? No. There. Oh. oh. She. Hey, hey. Hey. There we go. He's back. 
Fucking Zoom. Yeah, we got a nice, we got a little nice slate of uh, college hoops tomorrow, man. I've, I've seen a lot of people that I respect uh, on on uh, UTSA as well against USF. USF's like one of the hottest teams in in college basketball right now. So a lot of people obviously buy low, sell high spot on South South Florida UTSA. So UTSA did uh, upset um, Tulane earlier in the year at home. So. It is a good spot, but they opened seven and it's down to five and a half. I think if you didn't get that seven, I think it's just probably stay away at this point or maybe play it live. Um, I, I I couldn't get there on the five and a half. Uh, what other games do we have in college basketball tomorrow? There are some good ones. We got uh, oh St. John's dude back back on it after. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but Rick Pitino, head coach of. Uh, St. John's Red Storm, Rick Pitino, Hall of Famer, legend, college basketball legend, not just college hoops, but basketball legend, uh, really called out his team publicly, uh, basically said this: it's the least amount of fun he's ever had coaching a team. He said they're unathletic. Yep. They can't guard without fouling. Said uh, they did a shitty job building the roster, basically. So... They're laying 10 on the road at Georgetown. Georgetown's been pretty fucking piss poor, but uh, I don't know. It could be a good spot. Like maybe Patino lights a fire under that fucking St. John's team and, and get things going. But that could also, the way he said that shit publicly is also, to me, could like completely derail your season. Yeah, I think he knows what he's doing, though. I think it lights the fire. Probably, I bet everybody and their mom is going to be on St. John's tomorrow. Uh, and, and it wouldn't be, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me that if it does light the fire and then everybody fucking bounces at the end of the year. I mean, he, apparently he doesn't want him there, so probably yeah. doing him a favor. Um, That's true. Yeah, I mean, like when during the offseason, there was a few guys that I thought they were going to sign and they didn't end up doing it. And I don't, I don't know if it was the player not wanting to go there or or what the thing was, but it kind of spoke volumes, especially like when Walter Clayton, who played for Rick Pitino at Iona last year, Walter Clayton went to Florida. He's a starting point guard there. When he didn't go to St. John's, I was like, it's fucking weird because Danis Jenkins went to St. John's. Danis Jenkins also played at Iona last year. So I was, I was kind of took me back and it kind of speaks volumes now at this point that, you know, Walter Clayton decided to go to Florida over playing for his coach at, at Iona. Mm-hmm. For his new team in St. John's, which is literally in New York, so you know, don't even got to move really. Yeah. So I was I was quite interesting. Although I, I might get there with St. John's tomorrow, Ben. I could be a good spot to back them. Lane tends a lot, especially for a team that just blew an eighteen point lead at home and ended up losing. Yeah. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah. That's all I got for tonight. We'll be back. Uh, we won't be back on Sunday. We will be gone. I'll be out of town. I'll be flying. I'll actually be flying during when we usually have our show. Or yep, around there. Um, but we will be back next Tuesday, and that's when we start our Major League Baseball preview. Yep, looking forward to it. So make sure to download the Sharps app. S H A R P Z. Use promo code George five one seven. It's free to download. Free to use sharps app track your bets become a better better follow the podcast on the twitter machine x 
at taproom underscore sports. Follow myself at Jordan Rules TSP. You can follow us on Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast. Thank you for hanging out with us. We will be back next week. Everybody have a blessed weekend. Let's go.